0: Hello and welcome to part two of a discussion about stubbornness. I'm joined by Dr. Ranj and the most stubborn woman I know, Lindsay Kane. Uh, it has been studied and surprise, surprise, men are more stubborn than women. Princeton um, carried out the study uh, about negative leadership traits and 46% of respondents say that men are the more stubborn gender. This is when we're in leadership and sort of yeah. com- more commercial roles, I think, compared with 32% who say that about women. Do you think that stubbornness, although it leads to negative outcomes, appears to make people more successful? So we've got like (laughs) the worst combination of of both things here because it seems to be like stubborn. Yeah, fuck it, take me as you find me. Yeah, I'm a C-U-N-T and that's what I am. If you don't want me, don't vote for me, people. Are like I'm voting.
1: <laughs> yeah, but look at Putin. Like he's he, he's yeah. very probably one of the most stubborn people at the minute. Please don't come after me. But you know, like and and he's sort of losing steam, isn't he? Really? Yeah.
0: yeah but he's had a he's not had a short run of it, lens. He's been in about twenty odd years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think it's.
2: The problem with that statement is that it's subject to confirmation bias, isn't it? Of course. So anyone that's successful and stubborn, you're automatically going to associate the stubbornness with the success. Whereas we haven't seen the nine out of 10 other people who are stubborn and not successful because we never hear about them. That's so true. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy then, isn't it? Yes, sure. People who are in power uh, get to do and say what they want. And therefore that stubbornness may have worked in their particular favour.
1: Yes, that's so
2: true. Obviously, that's likely to happen. But then what we don't know is all of those other people that are out there who are stubborn, who literally it was... The cause of their failure. There's a lot of stubborn
0: failures listening to this, going, "Thank you, Doctor Anne. <laughs> Thank you. I feel seen."
1: <laughs> like for you, for instance, Russ, Whereas, like I've got to, like I'm, I'll get easily distracted. So I'll start something, then the bell will go, and I'll go down, and I'll start something else. Whereas you're very tunnel That's vision. That's like, You no, start. You're not allowed to know Oh fuck off! Um, no, you're, you're very good at like right. I won't start something else until I've completely finished that. Like you're yeah. very stubborn with that, and people will look and go, "Oh, that's why you're successful."
0: But I agree. You know, I'm, I get uncomfortable with compliments. Sorry, but the uh, I I feel like if I think about something, I'm getting right too much. It'll be like thinking about driving too much, and I'll drive into a central reservation.
1: No, but it's, it's a valid <laughs> it's a valid point of of we're talking about being stubborn, and that is one of your traits. You are stubborn, and that's probably why you know. You do well and things.
0: I mean, I was going to ask you both about whenever you've been stubborn, where it's led to a success with something. Wait, not where you've stubborn to the point where it's made, been done you harm, like I asked before, but where you've got, mm. no, this time I'm going to stand my, my ground. This is what's right. I'm going to hold in there and I'm not moving my position. I mean, I can immediately think of one for Lindsay while you're, while you're thinking of one, Dr. Ranj, and That's when uh, the night we met, she was told quite firm, oh, yeah. firmly where you're going to sit, these are your seats. She's like, thank you, that's a shit seat. You know, I'm not going to sit there, I'm not tolerating a bad view in the theatre.
1: No, you're making me sound like a right dickhead now, that did not happen like that, no. A friend of mine had a friend that worked at the theatre and she said, oh, I'll see if she can reserve any seats for you so you've not got to rush there. So this this person reserved seats for us. I, we went in and got put up in the gods and my friend was like, oh, did you get your seats? And, I met, and my dad was like, let's just stay here, it's fine. I went to security and said, oh, you know, apparently I've got seats reserved. And they had uh, on the front row. So there we go. We moved. I didn't go, excuse me, these seats are shit. I'm not like a diva, (laughs) like Mariah Carey.
0: Yeah, but still, you (laughs) got moved to the front row and now... You know what can I say? You won the star. I took you through to judges' houses, and then you won the star prize. <laughs> Sexy motherfucker! And now you know you've got, you got a be... front seat for life. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you do anything without sitting in the gods. <laughs> what about you, Dr. Angie? Have you ever actually? I know you're like me. You're a bit of a. Uh, well, I don't know if you're uh, as as bad as I am, but. I find myself shitting on my beliefs within 30 seconds. If no one's listening, if it just keeps the green room peaceful. <laughs> I mean, I am, I mean, no spine detected in an MRI scan. Um, <laughs> but, with, but, but like Lindsay said, with my work and goals, I will just continue. Like I'm working on a project called evil genius at the moment, which I started from the back of a fan packet to a podcast, to a BBC sounds podcast, to a radio for, to a TV pilot. And I'm like sort of Alan Partridge, cringe levels yeah. of hanging <laughs> in there with my nails. Yeah. But, but if you were to come to me and say, oh, I hate Typhoon, do you? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm not overleaking. Whereas, whereas I love Thai
2: food. I would
0: just want you to like
2: me. <laughs> I don't think that's a negative trait, to be honest. Uh, you know, you said no spine detected on MRI. Uh, and I'm like, actually, being, being flexible and fluid yes. is yes. completely the way to survive, actually. <laughs> yeah. True. It's a core basis of evolution. But... I think for me, there are some people in life who are naturally clever. They're really, really good at stuff like that. I'm not one of those people, okay? I have to work really bloody hard. (laughs) If it's anything academic, I honestly have to do probably three times the amount of work that everyone else has to do. So when I was doing my degrees, because I did two stupidly, don't know why, um, (laughs) literally I hit the wall so many times thinking, I can't do this. I genuinely cannot do this but then I thought out of sheer stubbornness I'm fucking going to prove that I can and I'm that classic kid that if you tell me I can't do something I'm gonna do it I'm gonna show you (laughs) yeah and I've heard that so many times Mm. throughout life and career where someone says I don't think you can do it and I'm like fuck off I'm gonna show you
1: yeah 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 yeah. And and
2: that's why I think in in many ways, I've been very, very fortunate and lucky in my career in that I've been able to do lots of different things, like the medicine stuff, the T V stuff, various things that I've been fortunate enough to do. And it's always been a case of I, I've got that voice in the back of my head that someone's telling you you can't do that, fucking show them. And that stubbornness, yes. but turned on its head into something
0: that I can use as a weapon. I Weaponized Weaponize
2: yeah. it. That's it. Weaponized it. Used it to fuel my batteries, as opposed to you know, be my barricade.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What do you think, Lindsay, about social media just moving on? Instagram and Twitter has definitely had an effect on human stubbornness, on entrenching one's position, on you're either delete the tweet, apologise quickly, move on, or you're. Eight, another 80 tweets afterwards further confirm. <laughs> but it's it's not like you're in a pub or you're in a talk or you're on question time and everyone's watching on BBC One. This is can go to millions quickly and and it's blow up so much more. It's stubbornness on steroids or flexibility on steroids, depending on whether you're like me and Ranj or not. What do you think, <laughs> Linz? Have you-
1: so what, what's the actual question?
0: The question is, do you think social media has made stubborn people more... Like, they want to display their stubbornness.
1: I think it, you know, you think it depends on the person, but, I mean, like, Katie Hopkins, she's so unapologetic, isn't she? And and what's that guy, that Tate guy, what's he called? Is it Andrew Tate? Is that what he was called? Was he the one uh, that got
2: banned from Yeah, yeah
1: the Media? one that got banned, and I think Quite the more rightly. people t- spoke about it, <laughs> it sort of fueled him, didn't he? So I suppose it was that same stubbornness, like, oh, fuck you, I'm going to show you, and he kept just coming out with more and more stuff, yeah. getting yeah. bigger and bigger. More people knew about him who didn't yeah. before. And then obviously probably it's good for him that he's been banned because even though it's bad publicity, he'll look at it like it's good publicity, like I'm known and he's probably used that to fuel him but like Katie talking yeah. she doesn't give a shit does she she's yeah no. she's never stopped
0: i would agree but the positive and the positive flip on that is if we go all the way back to the arab spring which is the first sort of social media stubbornness i can think of people in a square saying we will have democracy we will not be moved imagine that without social media would it have caught on as fast would the same things have happened maybe I suspect so not...
1: Pe- people are very much aware now, aren't they? They're, they're, and they're, they're, they want to be perceived in a certain way. So maybe they're, they're more aware and they can't online it's be themselves or say their actual opinion because they're worried or fearful of like being cancelled
0: but what about people who can be themselves more so for example the debate we're having around gender or black lives matter or the covid debates that raged throughout the whichever side you were on not that i count the other side as a side but there we are but you know what i mean people have a voice so if you are i don't know let's Go, let's make it a bit less heat in it. We are in the Arab Spring, you are in a square, you are in the middle of Egypt, and you are standing your ground. You feel backed up more by eyes you never would have reached before. You're it's more worth gambling on a bit of stubbornness. You might be heard.
2: Everyone on social media is basically given a microphone, aren't they? Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Everyone gets a microphone, no matter what your opinion may be, you've got a microphone. And there's a big enough audience that somebody somewhere is going to agree with you or support you. And the problem with social media algorithms is that often you're then shown the stuff that aligns with your viewpoint and, again, gives you that reinforcement. And also the the whole point about social media being an echo chamber. We follow people who we agree with and like to think, you know, are similar to us and agree with our kind of views. And it bolsters all of that stuff. So I don't think you need to be stubborn necessarily on social media because you're always going to find something that backs you up. Stubbornness comes from, I think, it's that feeling, that need to think that you are right and you have to prove to everyone that you're right. Whereas often on social media, I think people aren't trying to prove a point. They're just trying to find people that back them up. Mm. Yeah,
1: that's so true. It's that
2: microphone effect. It it just is, isn't it? No matter what your shitty opinion might be. And, And there's a lot of very horrible opinions on social media
1: and it goes unvetted they're like mini cults aren't they like mini cults (laughs) absolutely
2: there's there's loads of that cultist kind of behavior that goes on because do you know why it's the very human thing that we just want to belong everyone wants to belong to something we want to feel connected to something no matter what that something might be and it might be abhorrent but people want to feel like they are part of something we're social animals and Social media just does that without you even having to, you know, be in the same room as someone or go anywhere or do anything. It's just, it's wonderful and pretty horrific
0: in equal measures, isn't it? There should be some sort of like carbon offset equivalent where you have to be exposed to 20% a day (laughs) opinions that are the opposite to yours. Yeah, totally. (laughs)
2: Sometimes it's healthy,
0: isn't it? It's essential. So in the last part, I just want to talk about relationships. I've spoken about this on stage I've spoken about this in the pub, but I've never found no statistics or study that's been done on it. But I'm totally, I mean, it's too much of a coincidence. We're talking hundreds of tour dates to rooms with anywhere from 500 people to 5,000 in, and people clap it in agreement. 90% of the couples in the room, whatever their age, gender, whatever, is made of one of each type. One. Whether we're talking about stubbornness now but normally one like high energy, slightly mental neurotic, over organised one and one can't pick up a sock, I call them <laughs> and that is why they work That's it's the positive thing the opposite, so I have to be with someone that if we miss the flight and all our luggage is lost isn't that bothered, that's Lindsay it's fine Russell, chill out, we'll buy something when we get there it's not the end of the world, I have to be with someone like that Lindsay needs to be with someone who gets her to the airport in the first place
1: <laughs> I'm such a wanker. No, you? but what I mean, is,
0: no. But Lindsay, I need you. I need it. And Rand, I don't know what are you married? Are, no. Are you, but I'm guessing no. if you look at your mo- mo- most more successful relationships, there's been a degree of. I believe in love like Tetris. You need the bits that you don't have, and if you go seeking yeah. what you do have, it can blow up in flames.
2: Ah, that's interesting. So,
0: almost like an opposites attract
2: kind of thing.
0: In a lot of areas, and I wonder with in yeah. stubbornness, it's even more paramount. If you've got two, I will not change my viewpoint together. I mean, what are your arguments and your conflict resolution yeah. is going to be? Yeah. Like? I, don't, I don't necessarily think you need those
2: opposing energies, though, at all, to balance it out. Sometimes you just get two people who are quite amenable. Whatever your combination is, no matter how it fits together, as long as the sum of your parts are better, Yes. Results in something better. Yes. No matter what the ingredients might be. That's what counts. That's what's important. You don't have to have somebody that's chilled and somebody that's really passionate. You don't have to have somebody that's quiet and someone that's really, really loud. You don't have to do that. You don't have to, but it happens over
0: and over again. Of course. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with your theory. I'm only going on my unscientific but massive volume nightly surveys of people digging each other with elbows going that's you
1: <laughs> but but also ross like our daughter who's six and he's your twin like it's she's just you are the same person You both but but in theory in theory then you should clash because you're so alike but actually you 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 say to her, you say to me like i understand her that's yeah. why you're that's better Lindsay, so suppose it can all
0: change they'll yeah. all change once the hormones kick in don't worry about it I will have my time in <laughs> Afghanistan don't worry
1: I, I'm, I'm going to be checking in somewhere that's for sure
2: <laughs> maybe that's where I'm going wrong because like, I'm single at the moment so because um, I've always thought that no I, I don't want to be with someone that's constantly challenging me
0: yeah but run, but run through run through the most successful couples you know the ones that seem to be happiest and next time you meet them ask them you'll find, not it's not like black and white, yin and yang across the board, but broadly speaking, if someone is quite sort of like weird and on-trip advisor sucking the fun out of the holiday before you've even gone, know where the, <laughs> know where the hidden eateries are, ordering the current edition of The Lonely Planet because the old one's not good enough, it's useful to be paired with someone going, put the book down, Gary, let's just wander down a side street because that holiday, you've got everything covered. <laughs> All the research is done, but you can still go off on impulsive adventures too. <laughs> I think that's a <laughs> metaphor for life.
2: <laughs> I don't think stubbornness works
0: in relationships, though, does it? Can it
1: No, work? It's, it's not. No, it th- just I think doesn't it's work. compromise, isn't it? And I think, like, with me and you, Russ, like, we're balanced, aren't we? So the things that irritate you don't irritate me and vice yeah. versa. So I think yeah. it, it that's what makes us work is that we're quite balanced with things. Mm,
0: I think that's basically you know? what Range was saying is you need yeah. that the, the net balance sheet has to add up to 100. Just doesn't matter how you get there. <laughs> 50, yeah. 50 is fine. As long as the balance yeah. sheet's 100.
2: Actually, if the balance sheet adds up to 110, it's even better.
0: Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Victoria and David, if you're listening, welcome anytime.
1: <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Wow.
2: Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds.
0: So you're a single person, perfect to ask. At least, in, at least in a, in a fleeting and temporary way. You and way. your failed relationships, right? We're yeah. going to
2: ask you questions. No, I'm asking about attraction
0: and dating. Do you think that right. stubbornness, at least initially, can be sexy? There's something about it, even though it might not lead to the best relationship. Is this can there be something alpha and attractive? About a kind of, you go on the first date, we've got you this table, no thanks, we'll wait for the nice one over there. Sorry, let's get a cocktail. I'm sorry, I'm just not having that. I
2: just, no, <laughs> I just automatically think you're a bit of a wanker again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i like, no, it's, I don't, I know some people might find that sexy and attractive. I don't. I don't find that. For me, for me, kindness is sexy and attractive. Yeah. like, if you've got someone who has all those, you know, lovely, warm, positive, that for me is the thing,
0: not the, oh, you're a bit of a tosser, like. You're He's just hanging me. around at fundraising galas, perving.
1: <laughs> who's, the, who's
0: the guy doing the silent <laughs> auction? <laughs> I'm at every charity event trying to pick out someone. Come on. Oh my Go God, who's the, where's all the hot kind guys?
2: <laughs> who's who's going to be my next ex boyfriend? No, no, <laughs> I, I mean, this is a personal opinion. I don't find stuff No, so man. I, don't. So. I find passion sexy. Determination is sexy. Yeah. Hard work and ambition and all of that stuff is sexy. But if you're stubborn, you're just a wanker. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you think there's such a thing as a stubbornness that stops people falling in love? Where they've become ingrained. Normally someone maybe who's maybe past the magical age of twenty-seven, twenty-eight, had the heart shot out a few times. And my, I call it the emotional condom, where you get to a stage where you're dating and Ooh. you have a, you have a full prophylactic over your heart. No matter how nice the person is, no matter how kind they are, no matter how good the sex is, your heart's wearing a condom. You cannot trans. Bloody catch hell! Love.
2: I've been trying to look for the perfect description for it, and that is it. I think I'm double sheathed. Yeah. Double sheathed. Yeah. Good,
0: you've got a coil in there as well.
2: <laughs> Just for <you> measure. <laughs>
0: Wow. But a stubbornness when it comes to letting oneself go to fall in, in love. We've all known them, you know, and obviously with my female friends, it seems to affect them more because I think, unfortunately, at the time of recording, science and society hasn't found a way for women's fertility not to be curtailed. For the for mainstream, unless you've got thousands of pounds that get to 35, 40, the panic button kicks in. And that stubbornness and that inability to let yourself go, you you find, particularly my female friends, find themselves in a lonely corner. Uh, But of course it affects men too. We all want love. We all want partnership. We all want children.
2: Well, not all of us. No, no, no. Most of
0: us, most of us. No, Sorry, not all want children. Most most of us end up wanting children. And in fact, I'm doing, um, I'm making a documentary right now with Channel 4 with two other guys about that very thing. It's actually about male fertility and sperm count and the crisis we're going through with male sperm count. But what's immediately coming to the surface, us being three very different guys, mixture of backgrounds, gay, straight, everything, is that you get to that point where you're like, shit. I would love to make a family.
2: That's your biology kicking in.
0: Yes, and it's leaving aside the microplastics in your testicles. If you've got stubbornness in your hearts, it can be fatal in creating love.
2: Well, my best mate says that to me all the time. She's like, "You're too stubborn. You know, you're wearing your emotional condom as you describe it, and not no. letting, and not taking a chance." And maybe, do you know what? Maybe she's
1: right. I think you just gotta let go and think, do you know what I'm just gonna enjoy the here and now and not look too far in the future? And I think Someone
2: said
0: that to me last night. <laughs> Someone said that to me last night. Russell, how did you get rid of your condom? <laughs> so it's just many if you walk past now. Sebastian, can you get me an actinel out the fridge?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had I I'd had a condom on before I met you, Russ, and I just thought, do you know what, I'm sick of it. Like, not all men are bastards. I'm just gonna go out there and just enjoy it's my. he was my first date like after i'd been not i'd been single for a year yeah. and russ was my first date and i just thought i'm just gonna it, i just wanted to laugh and i just thought i'm gonna go i'm just gonna enjoy it and we just had a really nice time but that was my i was like right i'm just gonna, just gonna throw myself out there and see yeah. where it happens see that, where it goes but that
2: stubbornness that condom is just isn't that just a self-preservation thing isn't that just a safety net yes of course it's, it's normal that's normal. Yeah, but also it's not a bad yourself.
1: thing unless you're going to unless you're at risk of dying. I think life's yeah. so short. Don't wear that condom forever because you're going to end up lonely.
0: Yeah. We're back to saying stubborn people live longer, but it seems like a fear of what people think and a fear of what happens you can hold you back. Is it a fear of what people think as well the the fear of the fear of people seeing you have another failed relationship or is it the fear of the physical feeling of being hurt? Which is it?
1: Probably a mixture. Uh, I, I I'm
2: not too fussed about what other people think. For me, it's the it's the feeling of being hurt.
1: I think women probably feel like, oh, I don't what what they'll look at me and think, what's wrong with me? Why did he cheat on me? What you know? Yeah. I think women probably feel a bit different, like they they take it as a per- like if a man cheats majority of the time, like women will take it personal and care what people think. Gosh,
2: gone down a whole whole other avenue. Interesting though, if you if you say stubbornness keeps you by yourself and could potentially lead to loneliness, loneliness itself is a killer. Mm. Yeah. But on the other hand, you're saying stubborn people potentially could live longer. I think it depends what you do with your stubbornness, doesn't
1: it? But I, th- I think it's mindset With you, when you just said it before us about like your granddad, for instance, like he's had different health complications, but his mindset's like, no, absolutely not. I'm still going out and playing bowls and stuff like that. So I think probably that stubborn is a mindset thing. Then that's you're letting him live longer.
0: I agree. I, I read a really good um, book by Anthony Storr, not Will Storr. And there is a difference. There's two different words here, solitude and loneliness. And it appears to be your body processes them completely different. So a weirdo like me, I can go on the road. I'm what's called an ambivert. I clearly charge like an X-man from thousands of people laughing at me. I'm the first one dancing at Ocean Beach Club. I like to be the centre of the nightclub going, who's that guy? I can also do five days sat on my own takeaways, books and films smiling like a cheshire cat not down not having a crash and tears yeah. of the clown i yeah. fucking love being on my own <laughs> yeah. i love it i've never experienced a negative feeling even some on the road after two or three days all like now i miss my family we're not talking about missing we're talking about the feeling of being alone and that under the yeah. duvet and there's no one there in Lonely. the book so it appears to be a th- like a ninja mind trick you can do in your head. So anyone's listening to this who is feeling lonely, if you can flick it to solitude, and this is where the doctor will have to take over from me, it appears to be that the stress-related element, the thing that kills lonely people, the things that can lead to calcium deposits in the arteries, even though your diet and everything might be okay, is a stress-related response to the stress hormone, which his name escapes me, cortisol. But how can you be stressed if you're enjoying the, inverted commas, loneliness? Yeah. So are you experiencing solitude, with which there's nothing to get hung up about? Or are you genuinely pining? Two very different things.
2: Absolutely, completely. And you're right. I was thinking about this the other day. I haven't felt, and I'm lucky to say this, I haven't felt lonely in a very long time, Hmm. actually. But I love my time alone. Yeah. And you're right, it's a mindset. Maybe sometimes flipping it. And we've got to remember, though, for some people who are like us, I'm very lucky in very, very many ways. We can flip our you know alone time into solitude because we've got hope at the end of the day we know that you know what there's always something there to catch us it's always not always going to be like that but there are people out there who have no hope you know they have nothing to look forward to and they can't make that switch into solitude and enjoying their time by themselves and actually focusing on themselves and and having that me time I think we've got to remember that we're very, very lucky to be able very,
0: to do that, aren't we? Very, very. But there might be someone in that position, listening to this that can identify with something yeah. we were saying before about the stubbornness around their heart. Because that you can control to an extent. So if you were to follow what Lindsay said a bit more and just maybe have a year of seeing where things lead a bit more without the condom, yeah. one, it might fix the second part of what we've been talking about. Be open
2: to possibility.
0: Boom. That's, the, that's where we're leaving it, guys. That's, that's, if, my, if, if my mic wasn't on my desk with a dodgy cable, I would drop it in celebration of where we just were. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ranj, Lindsay Kane, thank you very much for talking about stubbornness on the Man Baggage podcast. Uh, if you've come here as fans of either Dr. Randall or Lindsay, highly likely. Please hang around. Uh, hang around stubbornly. And leave a review. <laughs> leave five stars. Hit subscribe. Tell everyone about it. And we'll be back next time because I'll never leave and I'll never be moved. And I've been Russell Kane. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>